0: are Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. A lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show. We need to talk a little bit more about the Caleb Lohner situation from BYU's perspective. Vanquish the foe with a great report on the status of where things stand for Lohner as he seeks a release from his national letter of intent from Utah with the intention to join the BYU basketball program. We'll also talk a little bit about the tight ends at BYU, a position preview on today's podcast as we look at the group that includes Matt Bushman, but a group that still needs to step up alongside BYU's star tight end. So a lot to get to in that regard, as well as our player countdown. Uh, We'll get to day number 85 today on the podcast, just 85 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. So a lot to get to, like I said, on a Wednesday edition of the show. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Bilt Bar. We'll tell you a bit more about them and Rock Auto as the show rolls on. With that out of the way, Let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 10th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on your original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be heard and or downloaded. So make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you're listening in from. That way you never miss a daily episode of this show. And if you're new to the show... Hi, I'm Jake. Thanks for joining us. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along BYU insider information you will not find anywhere else. So big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast, regardless if you're, if you're a longtime listener or a re- listener who's more recent. It's a lot of fun to be with you guys each and every day. Let's start off today's podcast talking about the latest with Caleb Lohner from the BYU basketball perspective, and that is that the talismanic player from Wasatch Academy, the four-star prospect, reportedly will receive his release from his national letter of intent from the University of Utah, clearing the deck for him to sign with the BYU basketball program and join Mark Pope's uh, team. I think it's a fantastic development. Uh, I have to give a lot of credit to the Vanquish the Faux guys over there, uh, Robbie McCombs as well as Steve Pierce. They did a yeoman's effort in getting this report out there. And the University of Utah, according to their report, It went to, of course, head coach Larry Krzkoviak and Krzkoviak actually wanted to veto and not grant the release. But Mark Harlan, Utah's athletic director, prevailed in the end and over kind of overrode Krzkoviak's decision to not release Loner and decided, you know, what, it's not worth the PR hit here. Let's go ahead and release the young man and let him go where he wants. As I said on on the Monday edition of this podcast, it's the way it should have gone right away. Uh in this day and age, it's not worth a college coach playing hardball with a young man because the coach comes off just looking petty. It hurts them in recruiting. It's just not a look that you want to have. And I'm glad that Mark Harlan kind of understands that. And my interactions with Mr. Harlan have been brief, but a lot of fun regardless. He seems to be a a pretty well-reasoned uh, athletic director understands what it's all about, and it appears in this situation that he understands you know what, it's not worth the PR hit we would take for BYU. Uh, for it's not worth the PR hit that Utah would take to release Caleb Lohner to sign with BYU. Now, with the release from the National Letter of Intent, the way I understand it is Lohner will not sign a National Letter of Intent with BYU, but instead will sign a grant and aid agreement which is still essentially a scholarship agreement that allows him to join the BYU basketball program for this coming year. Uh, he'll be on the roster, and like I said on Monday's edition of the podcast, I think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Listed anywhere between 6'6 six, six and 6'8. Six, I'm going to go with the lower end of the scale and say he's a 6'6 six six wing player with the ability to play a small ball 4-4. And that is a fantastic addition for the BYU basketball program. Lohner is a four-star prospect from Mount Pleasant, Utah, and Wasatch Academy. And this is almost a tailor-made fit for what BYU needed as a wing player to come in and really kind of bolster their shooting from their perimeter, but also have the ability to score inside. Uh, Caleb Lohner is not your typical freshman. He weighs, what, probably 210 pounds. His picture is he's a well-built athlete, freakish athleticism, I've heard it reported that he can jump 40 inches with his vertical, so he's what they call bouncy, Uh, and that's a fantastic thing for the BYU basketball program, so looks like everything is smooth sailing from here on out if everything according to what Vanquish the foe has reported is correct once Utah does grant that release to Caleb Lohner he'll be able to sign his paperwork with BYU and should be immediately eligible to join the BYU basketball program and play this fall if there's a season and I think we have every reason to believe there will be a season for BYU basketball this year and Like I said, I think this is a fantastic addition for BYU. Now, I've seen some other people talking about the fact that BYU is still looking for a point guard in the transfer market. In talking with some people who are more in the know than myself when it comes to the BYU basketball program, Brandon Averett, the graduate transfer from Utah Valley University, just right up the road from BYU, he is very much in play for the BYU basketball program. He has one year of eligibility remaining. Averaged 12.8 points per game this past season in his one season with the Wolverines. Made the all-newcomer team in the Western Athletic Conference. And I think he'd be a fantastic addition for BYU if he decides he wants to be a Cougar. Uh, Obviously, BYU only had one open scholarship as it stood In regards to the roster, when Caleb Lohner takes that spot, you need to find another spot. But in talking with people, BYU will figure it out. They will make sure that there is a spot for Brandon Averett if he decides he wants to be a part of the BYU basketball program. And if you add a guy the caliber of Averett to what BYU's got going, I'm telling you guys, next year's team could be another NCAA caliber team, NCAA tournament caliber team, excuse me, and really just go after it. There's no reason for them to fall off that much from this past season with all the talent, it appears, coming into the program. You have an elite rim protector and a Matt Harms. You bring Caleb Lohner in, who as a freshman, should be able to contribute right away as at least a 3 and D guy. And if you get a guy like Brandon Averett to team with Alex Barcelo at the point guard position, you have two guys who are proven scores at the point guard spot and should be able to help you really kind of steady the ship and really run things nicely. We've talked about in the past on this podcast how big BYU is going to be in the front court. I think the pieces are coming together. And if you get Brandon Averett to join this roster, all of a sudden, I think BYU, I'm, I'm not even kidding, I would put put them down as an NCAA tournament caliber team next year and at least the number two team in the West Coast Conference behind, obviously, Behemoth in Gonzaga. So a great addition. It sounds like smooth sailing ahead for Caleb Lohner to join the BYU basketball program. I'm glad that Saner Minds prevailed And everything appears to be proceeding in an orderly manner. Uh, We'll catch up more on that with Caleb Loner at some point. We've been efforting trying to get him on the podcast. Obviously been laying low, understandably, with the situation going on as it stands. But hey, if we get him, we'll get him. We'll make sure that you guys hear from him. Let him give him his thoughts as he gets ready to join the BYU basketball program as a legacy prospect, considering his father, Matt, was once upon a time a BYU player in his own right. All right, we will switch gears, talk some BYU football here in just a second. We're gonna do our position preview as we talk about the, the tight end group of BYU. Matt Bushman, obviously the headliner of that group, really talented player, very much a guy who is looking to go to the NFL and almost went to the NFL this past offseason. We'll talk more about what he might bring to BYU as well as the guys who will be backing him up this season here in just a second. Before we do that, though, today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at rockauto.com. We've told you about them multiple times over the past week or so. But rockauto.com is a family business that serves auto parts customers and has been online for 20 years doing so. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for whatever type of car you have, guys. Uh, they have every make and model, Fiat, Kia, all the different models. If you have a Chrysler Pacifica, you got a Pontiac Aztec. You remember that car? Yeah, you, whatever you guys need, rockauto.com can take care of you guys. The best part is the catalog is unique online and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. The best part of all of this is the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So your mechanic will not get a better price on a part from rockauto.com than you can get yourself. And the best part is they ship it right to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you when you stop by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Let's dive back into our position preview series here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Today, we're going to talk about BYU's tight ends. BYU's tight end group is obviously headlined by BYU's star offensive player, and that is Matt Bushman. The senior out of Tucson, Arizona, has 125 career receptions for 1,719 yards, nine touchdowns last year, caught 47 passes for 688 yards and four touchdowns. Absolutely a stellar talent, a guy who is going to go to the NFL and is going to play in the NFL, I feel like, for a while. I was surprised, I'll be honest, that Matt Bushman decided to forego going to the NFL this past offseason and instead opted to return to BYU. But in reading a story on the Deseret News yesterday, he came back because he wants to prove what he can do in a BYU uniform. And I think the motivation to beat Utah rings more true for a guy like Matt Bushman than most other players in the BYU football program. He's lost to them three straight times. Obviously, BYU's lost nine straight ga- nine straight games in this series history recently, and they want to snap that streak. But if, if you hear Matt Bushman talk about it, and we've played some of his comments here on the podcast in the past few weeks and months, he is really, really motivated for BYU to snap that streak, and he really wants to prove what he can do this coming season in a BYU uniform. Additionally, he's also looking to prove that the doubts about him with regards to what nfl scouts are looking at also are unfounded he wants to go out there and prove that he can get open in man-to-man coverage that he can be a guy that can work in both man and zone sets and really just be a difference maker at the tight end group well matt bushman's nice to have and he's absolutely a reliable weapon he's been a weapon since the day he stepped foot on campus at byu but who else behind matt bushman is going to step up this year Uh, Steve Clark recently uh, talked with Jay Drew as well from the Deseret News and said that multiple tight end sets could be part of BYU's offense in 2020. But the question is, who is going to be the other tight ends that are on the field alongside Bushman? Let's introduce you to him. One of them, and I'm really high on him as are a number of other people, is Isaac Rex, the redshirt freshman out of Southern California, San Clemente High School. Rex has all of the makings to be an elite tight end for BYU. Six foot six. 240 pounds with plenty of frame to put more weight on. He is a guy that I think is poised to really have a breakout campaign this year for BYU as long as he stays healthy. He is a guy who is a matchup nightmare. He's too fast for linebackers, he's too big for safeties. He has the ability to get open, and he has a mentor in a guy like Matt Bushman that really can show him some of the nuances of the game. But it doesn't stop there. Another guy I think BYU fans need to get to know the name of is Carter Wheat. He wears the number 96. At least that's what he's scheduled to wear this season once again. The number made most famous by Chad Lewis. And Carter Wheat may not have the same cachet that a guy like Matt Bushman and Isaac Rex has, but he has all of the athleticism athleticism and the ability to be a breakout campaign star in his own right. I think BYU at points, if these two prospects, speaking of Isaac Rex and Carter Week, come along as BYU coaches expect them to, to expect them to, as redshirt freshmen, BYU in theory could put three tight ends on the field and not see a, a downturn in the production. All three of them have the ability to contribute at a high level, and that's a fantastic development for BYU. Uh, last season they lost Morone Laulu Pututau, who was kind of the backup and the the B to the Matt Bushman's A or the one B to the one A, however you want to say it. He graduated. Nate Heaps uh, medically retired due to an ongoing issue. And also, Lemma Peely made the transition to defensive end. So uh, the thinning of the tight end group happened during the offseason, but there's still plenty of talent. In addition to guys like Matt Bushman and Isaac Rex, as well as Carter Wheat, who I think are one, two, three on the depth chart, entering the fall camp for BYU. There are other guys on the roster, including return missionary Bentley Hanshaw, the son of former BYU lineman Tim Hanshaw, Bentley is a slender-bodied prospect who will need to put on, I think, probably 30 pounds to really be an impact guy. But he doesn't necessarily have to do that all this year. Would it be nice to see him get some action in the four games he's allotted as a freshman to keep his redshirt year intact? Absolutely. It'd be nice to see him get that. But he is more of a pass-catching wide receiver type at this point coming off his mission needs to put on some serious weight. Hopefully he's been spending this off season in this downtime with the COVID 19 pandemic, looking to pack on the pounds in the right way. But I think down the road, Bentley Hanshaw is just yet another talented elite prospect at the tight end group for BYU. Other names to keep an eye on Hank Tui Pelotu will be a freshman once again this season after back-to-back ACL tears in back-to-back preseason camps. Uh, Tui Pelotu according to coaches I've talked to, including Steve Clark, they really think he has the talent to be a good player for BYU, a productive player, but these back-to-back ACL tears... Who knows what kind of impact that's going to have on him, and we'll see what happens. And then finally, in the traditional tight end sense, Lane Lunt is a former uh, JUCO player from Pima Community College down there in Arizona. He joins the BYU football program as a walk-on this year, and we'll see what he can do. He's listed as a junior this season. as a walk-on wearing the number 80. He'll have his work cut out for him to move up the depth chart and really show what he can do, but he brings another body to a group that's got a lot of talent. So like I said... I'm very impressed with the top end of the tight end group for BYU. There's no more proven player in my mind than a guy like Matt Bushman. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. Reliable hands every once in a while, just a phenomenal catch. And he is just Mr. Steady Workhorse. He is a weapon every day you have him out there on the field. The hope is that guys like Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat make this step or take this step the BYU coaches expected them to do during this offseason. They come in and make BYU's passing game amongst the tight ends elite once again, unlike it might have been since, what, the Andrew George-Dennis Pitta days in the late 2000s. It'd be fun to see that happen. And I know the coaching staff is extremely high on guys like Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat, and hopefully they can go out there and prove it to people. Some other names to keep an eye on. Uh, BYU lists some other guys who are more of a fullback body type, play primarily like an H-back. They're kind of that blocking back. Kyle Griffiths and Mason Wake. Griffiths going into his senior year, while Mason Wake will be a sophomore this year. Both of them talented runners. They're not afraid to mix it up. Uh, Mason Wake had a very... uh, Memorable interview on this podcast last fall, talking about Boise State, as he said, ghosting him and just uh, leaving him high and dry. No, actually, that was not Boise State. It was Utah State that ghosted him and left him high and dry and really had him angered that they did so. But he grew up a Boise State fan, didn't get his opportunity to go play for the Broncos like he hoped for. You can go back and go find that podcast. I believe I want to say it's last October, maybe the tail end of September, we talked to him about this but a great interview nonetheless. And like I said, both Griffiths and Wake, more of hard-nosed traditional fullback types, but will be used in pass sets if they need to be, but also will be blocking for BYU's running backs in the run game. And both of them, big-bodied guys, bruisers who can carry the ball if need be, but are more relied upon to really open the hole and really lead BYU's running backs to glory. And I think both of them are fantastic additions. And one other guy, I could see moving to this position come fall camp is a former walk on Theo Dawson, originally signed with Wyoming out of high school. He is a Wyoming native signed with the Cowboys, but after a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he is transferred to BYU. He's got more of the type of body type that a Kyle Griffiths and a Mason Wake has, so it wouldn't be all that surprising to see him make that transition over to that H-back slash fullback role, but it's officially listed as a tight end for BYU, more of, I guess, a wingback type of a player. But the biggest thing about the tight end group for BYU is there's a lot of talent there. If all of it is not proven at this point, there's, of course, a proven option, as I said, with Matt Bushman, but the other guys need to step up and prove, you know what? I can be that guy for the BYU football program. And if they take that jump, particularly in the case of Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat, BYU will be right back in the thick of things in the tight end business, and they could have a, the makings of an elite tight end group this coming fall, and that would be fantastic to see for BYU. Uh, we will continue on with these position previews over the coming weeks and months as we get you ready for the college football season. It's a ton of fun to dig more into depth on these players. We'll be talking about different position groups as we roll on, so if there's a position, position group you want to hear about in the coming next week or so, Feel free to reach out. Follow the show on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out, Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch. And also, feel free to email the show anytime. The email address is lockedonbyu at gmail.com. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to stay with the BYU football theme. Our player countdown series rolls on. The best players to wear the number 85 in a BYU uniform. One of them, a heavy favorite, and he very much uh, emerged as that in the fan vote. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, need to take a minute today and tell you about our good friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a local company here along the Wasatch Front, and they're revolutionizing the protein bar game. These are protein bars that legitimately, I'm not even kidding, they taste like a candy bar. You will crave your Built Bars when you try them. I absolutely love all of their flavor profiles. I have fallen in love. I guess refalling in love with the uh, double chocolate mousse. I really enjoyed that one. I had that one actually today for breakfast. These protein bars are. Absolutely phenomenal, guys. The flavor profiles are awesome. They have both nut and nut free flavors. Uh, all of the nut free flavors are actually made in a nut free facility, so you don't have to worry about the cross contamination in that regard if you have an allergy, etc. They are very smart about how they go about things, but they also are the best protein bars on the market. They're 100% covered in chocolate, taste delicious. You don't need a gallon of milk or water to wash them down and get rid of that weird aftertaste you will love your experience with Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com to learn more about this great company. Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you get there. You can save yourself $10 on your first order. That's using the promo code LOCKEDON at BiltBar.com. It's a fantastic company, local company here to the state of Utah, in the heart of Utah Valley. So check them out. That's Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Once again, save yourself $10 on your first order. That's Bilt Bar, a proud sponsor of us here on Locked On Cougars. Down by six now, three seconds left, third and 10 at the SMU 41-yard line. McMahon all the way back in his own 46, throwing for the end zone. Receivers are there, defenders are there. That right there might be the greatest play in BYU football history. If you haven't heard the play-by-play of that game, uh, you may want to go back and watch it. It's one of the greatest comebacks in college football history. It is the 1980 Holiday Bowl. Jim McMahon, as you just heard, throwing a pass from his 46-yard line, a Hail Mary into the end zone, and Clay Brown comes down with the touchdown reception to tie the game up. BYU kicks the extra point to go up 46-45 to and ultimately wins that game. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal football game. If you haven't watched the entirety of the game, it's available on YouTube, and it is so much fun to watch because you look at this game and you watch the game and you get nervous thinking, you know what, when is BYU going to get things going here? Are they going to be able to come back from this? And they scored, I think, was it, 20 points, 21 points in the final two minutes and change in this game. It was just one of the more phenomenal comebacks in college football history and doesn't get its due, I feel like, from the national media as much as it should, but a phenomenal game nonetheless. And the reason I played that is because we are now 85 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the college football season. And as such, our player countdown series takes us to the greatest players to wear the number 85 in BYU history. And that's not all that surprising that Clay Brown is – the heavy favorite in this because when you catch a pass like that, that wins a game of that caliber, you become an automatic legend for BYU. And well, Clay Brown is a legend for BYU and deservedly. He is the best player to wear the number 85 in BYU football history, according to our fan vote. And also according to my, Own pick. I've kind of been going back and forth with you guys. If I think the fan vote has a good pick, hey, I'll go with it. But if I think there's another player that deserves the nod, I'm happy to give them that. But Clay Brown, with just under 74% of the vote currently, second place finisher is Zach Colley, the former wide receiver, the oldest son of BYU, great Scott Colley. Of course, his younger brother, Austin Colley, went on to be the best receiver in the family and the best receiver probably in BYU football history. Other uh, finalists in this were Jeff Slip as well as Paul Howard, both of them finishing in respectively 3.9% and 2.6% of the vote. But tight end Clay Brown, that catch alone cemented him as a BYU legend, but he also was a great player in his own right. There's no taking away what Clay Brown did in a BYU uniform outside of that. But when you catch a pass of that caliber for a BYU football program that was just on the come up at that point. They were one of the elite programs in the country, but they really were still coming along. And this was his final game in a BYU uniform. He finished his career with 88 receptions for 1,691 yards and 17 touchdowns. A great, great player from San Gabriel, California. For that to be your final play as a BYU Cougar, Can you imagine drawing up anything better than that? So an easy pick today is Clay Brown takes the honors as the greatest player to wear the number 85 in BYU football history. I can't say enough about that play because I have watched that game in its entirety multiple times. I remember, I don't remember which version of the NCAA college football uh, video game series had these, but they had, uh, what they called badges and you could go and try and recreate great moments in college football history and if you did it, you won like the trophy or the badge or whatever. And they actually had the Holiday Bowl. They put you in the scenario where BYU was. Down 20 points with two minutes in change if I'm not mistaken remaining and you had to pull off the comeback. I have to tell you guys this much. I tried pulling it off, I would say, at least a 100 times and I never came close to doing what BYU did. It it defies all logic. Of course, this is a game that involved uh, Jim McMahon telling the punt team to essentially get your asses off the field. I think it was a little more colorful than that, and I apologized for those of you uh, for that salty language, but it might have been a little saltier than that from the former BYU quarterback grade, and he essentially told the coaching staff, you are not giving up on us. We are going to win this game with or without you. And, hey, true to his word, he rallied his teammates and they won that game. And like I said, it's one of the great games in BYU football history. And to have a guy who hauled in the past that ultimately tied the game before the PAT was made to win the game for BYU – that makes you a legend so clay brown an easy selection today is the greatest BYU cougar to wear the number 85 in BYU history we'll continue on with this player 84 tomorrow player 83 on friday on through the weekend we are counting you guys literally down every counting you guys down every day literally we're doing weekend editions with these player countdown series so stay with us all summer long as we get you ready for college football it's exciting Everything we've talked about, it appears that it's on track to return on time. We talked yesterday about the NCAA's six-week plan to resume play. The big date with regards to that, if I didn't mention on yesterday's podcast, is June 17th. The NCAA Division I Council will meet and will vote on the proposal from the NCAA Oversight Committee that gave that six-week plan. If they implement it, that's when it becomes, I guess, officially the law when it comes to college football and everything is smooth sailing. I think it's going to be essentially be a rubber stamp. They're going to make sure that everything, all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and then sign off on it. That means college football is on its way back. And 85 days away from today is BYU and Utah get ready to renew Uh, their their acquaintances, their their rivalry up there at Rice-Eccles Stadium, and I couldn't be more excited, and I thought that was a lot of fun to uh, pull some of these plays. I'll do more of that going forward when we talk about great plays in BYU history. A lot of them live on the Internet these days. My job as a radio producer... I have ways of getting the audio I need, so we'll make sure to mix those in in coming days and weeks on the podcast as well. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. Today's show brought to you, our title sponsor was rockauto.com. Also brought to you today in part by our good friends at Built Bar. Make sure to frequent both of those companies and let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you when you stop by to shop with them for both your auto and your protein bars. Have a great rest of your Wednesday whenever you hear this. Hopefully you guys are all doing well, staying home, staying safe. Uh, I hope just regardless of whatever your circumstance might be, you're doing okay, and we will be back with you guys tomorrow. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for June 10th, 2020.